Hello, wherever you are in the world, welcome to another episode of Tag One Team Talks, the webinar and podcast series about emerging web technologies. I'm your host, Preston So. I'm the editor in chief at Tag One Consulting and the author of Decoupled Drupal in Practice. Today's topic is of a huge amount of interest in the Drupal community right now, and it's of personal interest to me as well because I'm very excited about theme development and about themes in Drupal. Uh, today we're talking about the new Claro administration theme in Drupal 8. And joining me today are my dear friends, uh, Cristina Chumillas, based in Barcelona, front-end developer at Lullabot. Cristina is a front-end developer and designer, or what some people call front-end designer or UI developer. Too many names these days for these titles. She works as a front-end developer at Lullabot. And Cristina is a Drupal core usability maintainer, co-organizer of the Drupal admin UI and JavaScript modernization initiative, an initiative I care a lot about and, and love to see work from, and front-end track chair for DrupalCon Europe as well. We're also joined by uh, two mainstays here on the program, uh, Fabian Franz in Switzerland, senior technical architect and performance lead at TAG1. Fabian's one of the five Drupal 7 core branch maintainers. He's also one of the top 50 contributors to Drupal 8 and maintainer for several Drupal 8 core subsystems like BigPipe, Dynamic Page Cache, and Theme API. Chances are, if you're in Drupal 8, you've touched something Fabian's worked on. And finally, we're joined by uh, my friend here, actually in New York, uh, Michael Myers, Managing Director of Tag1. And by the way, just before we get started, um, this is about one of the Drupal 8 core strategic initiatives. So uh, we are very excited to talk more about this topic. And if you want to check out some of our past talks and some of our uh, previous webinars and podcasts, go to tag1.com slash tag team talks. And if you like this talk, please remember to upvote, subscribe, and share it with your family and friends, your grandma, your grandpa, and your grandkids too. Uh, alrighty. And before we get started, I want to make sure to uh, give a little bit of background on tag one. And here to do that is Michael Myers. Thanks, Preston, Christina, Fabian. Really appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, Tag1 is the number two all-time contributor to Drupal. Uh, we work with a lot of other technologies, but uh, are definitely pioneering uh, the Drupal platform. And one of our goals with these talks is to cover the future of Drupal, where the platform's going. And Claro uh, is one of the you know around 10 strategic initiatives that uh, the Drupal community has established. So it's critically important to the future of Drupal, Drupal's ability to compete in the CMS marketplace. Um, and we want to do more talks on this topic. So uh, you know, please let us know if there are other initiatives that we should prioritize. We're going to work our way through all of them and give everybody updates. Uh, we, we recently did a talk on the Drupal auto updater. Uh, so as Preston mentioned, uh, talk about, uh, check out the uh, tag1.com, tag1 team talks link if you want to check that out. It's also on YouTube and Apple Podcasts and all that good stuff. Uh, and we helped develop and sponsor that initiative along with folks like the European Commission. Um, so please check out that talk. And uh, Christina, Fabian, Preston, thanks so much for, for joining us today. Thank you so much, Michael. And just to go ahead and kick things off, hey, Christina, um, um, one of the things that I'm really curious about is, is what, well, of the main topic for today, Claro. Um, what exactly is Claro? Uh, when and how did it come about? And one point of clarification, the admin UI and JavaScript initiative and Claro, are, are, are those part of the same initiative or two separate things? You're nailing it. That's a key question. Um, so Claro is a part of the, the admin, uh, admin UI uh, modernization initiative. Um, it actually started as two different um, initiatives and we ended up um, 
joining uh, forces because the goals were the same, which were uh, mainly modernizing the admin UI. Claro was a result of several uh, UX studies and a lot of feedback from both um, marketers uh, and people that is selling Drupal and also from several surveys that um, came up. And yeah, I would say um, Claro itself, it's not like an initiative and it's more and more becoming something so huge that we might need that and that are talking about several initiatives, but maybe it's an a spoiler and I might talk about that later in the interview. Sure. And Claro is one of those things that's very exciting, you know, and I think it's, it's, it's a really important inflection point in Drupal's ability to serve all of the users that we're serving. Um, is, how did the discussion around Claro start in terms of those UX studies that you mentioned? Um, what were some of the results from the usability studies and what did they show? So I would say um, Claro or the UI part of the initiative itself um, probably started around uh, 2016. Actually uh, on DrupalCon New Orleans, several of us had uh, several conversations about the need of uh, refreshing the UI and it actually ended up being uh, Umami and the new, um, it had to be the new theme, front-end theme and ended up being a whole profile for testing Drupal and actually uh, the real kickoff for the UI refresh started uh, on, on Vienna with several people involved in these first conversations and uh, we joined forces several sprint, well, several bobs and uh, design sprint uh, during the sprints uh, on Vienna. And also it um, happened that at the same time in Vienna, there was um, also happening the kickoff of the uh, JavaScript modernization initiative, which uh, goal was actually going to replace the UI also, but with uh, JavaScript and refreshing all the JavaScript. So actually we ended up, well, we discussed a lot of things and we ended up uh, joining forces for um, Frontend United. I think it was uh, 2018 or something like that. Anyway, we ended up joining forces and then we had to establish goals uh, together, which was uh, really difficult because the moment that you're talking about replacing the whole UI with um, JavaScript and also on the other side, um, talking about redesigning the UI, you have to um, set goals and, and set limits and timelines. And that was uh, really, really challenging. And uh, because of the first, um, we, we started with several tests uh, with uh, the Drupal community. Actually, we started with a survey more than, than 300 people participated on the survey and several uh, there was a lot of points made there but one of the, the the clearer ones was that the UI looked outdated I mean seven was a great design by the time that it was made but probably uh, the moment the survey was made it probably had like eight or ten years I'm not really sure so it's, it needed a, a, a refresh also. Not only the, the design itself, but also some patterns there. 
So like, for example, some things that also people complain was the complexity like um, from of interfaces like with a lot of paragraphs and in paragraphs inside paragraphs uh, and some problems with lists in, well, there were several feedbacks in there that would kind of try to uh, put or um, involve in the whole initiative itself, but it was clear that uh, redesign was, was needed. So that was actually one of the first calls, uh, redesigning the, the UI, and that's where Claro actually appeared as a, as a thing, which is um, the first, um, the easier way to get a redesign. Do you um, also have some kind of technical goals, for example, to embrace component-based design or to embrace, um, besides JavaScript, to embrace a fully decoupled way? Or um, is there like any technological goals you have set yourself besides the UX goals? Um, I can't really talk uh, that much about the, the JavaScript side because I was involved in some conversations, but I really wasn't aware of the of the goals set there. Um, what I knew, what I remember is that there are some constraints at the moment that you want to uh, completely replace a UI with with JavaScript, and that's what we had to to deal with because we couldn't completely replace everything because we were losing a lot of parts uh, from the Drupal frontend. That is, it's still important for us. And I want to dig more into the um, Claro design itself and, and really talk about how that came to be. Um, but since Fabian mentioned some of the technical goals, I'm curious, what, what were some of the other overarching goals? Were there uh, particular outcomes in mind when it came to new users in Drupal or in terms of certain personas? Um, I'm kind of curious, you know, what were you um, trying to accomplish as part of this uh, amazing work on Claro? That's, that's a really good point because actually one of the, uh, one of the other outcomes uh, from these initial surveys was that we have this kind of um, hybrid uh, user in, in Drupal, which is the site uh, builder, which it's not, it, it doesn't exist in other worlds. And it ends up like being a, a super admin for a, a web administrator. And it usually have a lot, of per, a lot of permissions. And the thing is that the final user, that the person that is going to expand eight hours per day uh, as uh, its main goal, which is going to be creating content on Drupal, is going to use exactly the same tools as a site builder. Uh, and we're talking about using the, the management or the admin uh, menu, which actually has the structure uh, and the content uh, tabs on the top. And, Later, after that, um, some stuff inside configuration, and then how do, you, how do you deal with permissions to access some menu items, and some of them don't not giving access to them. So, the structure, the the um, information structure was also a little bit a little bit confusing for uh, content authors. So that's actually one of the other things that we found uh, during these uh, initial tests. And we ended up 
trying to um, focus or work on the, the content authors and trying to um, work towards them. And one of the, in, well, initially one of the, the goals was also trying to create a new menu for content authors and replacing that for this uh, new role and actually adding a new role that it's, got, that it's called editor or content editor, I think, or content author. I don't remember, it's on Drupal.org. I, I can send you, it's on the ideas queue. And it's actually one of the goals that we still have to, to create a better um, experience for, for content authors. But uh, with the time, uh, uh, with the months after working with, with Claro, we realized that it's a really nice and cool idea to try to have a better experience for content authors, but we can't forget the site builder experience, like for example, Views UI and, and paragraphs and, well, paragraphs, it's more uh, something for authors, but I don't know, um, the modules page or this kind of things, we can't forget that either. So we're trying to give a solution for both. I love the thinking around um, all of the personas. And I think you really are right in saying that Drupal uh, really is unique in the fact that we have to deal with um, these site builder folks as well who have a very different set of requirements, a very different set of pathways they go down uh, within the Drupal interface. And um, it's amazing how much thought uh, you and the team have given to this. Um, now to talk about some of the inspiration behind Claro, um, I'm kind of curious, did you and you know look at some of other some of the other CMSs that exist in the wild in terms of taking inspiration. Um, did you look at WordPress or look at some of the newer CMSs that have been emerging? Um, is there any inspiration uh, or, or sort of model that you're kind of following with uh, the Claro thing? So, yeah. Um, so at the beginning, like I would say one year ago or something like that, because we were talk we were thinking mainly on, on content authors and we were saying, Oh, Ideally, for a content author, you should have like a drag and drop interface, something super cool. And if you think a little bit about that, it's super Gutenberg-like. And we were, we were working towards an interface that was super um, close to, to Gutenberg, and we were getting some inspiration from there. But the real uh, wall in Drupal is that you can't actually replace the whole admin interface uh, like this and forget about the, the whole thing behind it. And it wasn't that easy. Be, um, just um, using a JavaScript um, um, layer that will replace everything. So we had to do a step, step back and think again about what were the actual and realistic um, technical uh, options that we had, and also uh, you might know there were some issues with um, accessibility on Gutenberg. I'm not really aware how, how it's right now, but um, we kind of thought that um, the best way of um, trying to give something soon um, to people was uh, actually starting with a classic um, admin theme, uh, a classic theme instead of going for the couple or something like that. 
And that's actually one of the, the goals that we also, um, um, one of the needs that we, we, we saw on the surveys because um, there was a, an urgent need to at least refresh the UI, at least the colors or, or something like that. That's what, why we ended up um, uh, having Claro as a part of the initiative, which is bas basically a uh, seven, a clone of seven with uh, just the colors change. I mean, it's not like that. Obviously, we've been a lot of months, several people working on that. But um, that, that was the, the, sh the, the switch that we made from just reinventing the wheel for, for Drupal to something that was more realistic and achievable to replace the, the current UI. And that's where Claro came. And the good part of it is that we can ship Claro. Uh, we, you can use Claro. Uh, and it's still stable and usable because it still has uh, all the styles that Seven has. So it might look with a different gray or it might, it might not look like gray, but it is still, it's still useful. So that's the goal behind it. Um, one quick question, um, because I don't know, and others might also not know, what's the current state of Claro kind of like, where are you basically in when 100% is like, like finished and 0% uh, is just the planning phase, like uh, where are you kind of like in, in progress in this initiative? That's a really tricky question. <laughs> I mean, I, I, will, I could say uh, we are um, just after, we, we are on the beta uh, phase. Uh, we got into Drupal core on 8.8 .8 and because we reached the beta and we, probably or or at least on the next release or or in two releases at most we will be stable so claro is perfectly usable there are several um sites in production already using it so it's usable as i was saying uh claro is is, is based on seven so if you use seven on your admin interface you can use claro but the thing that we are seeing right now is that it's what i was mentioning earlier is that we want to change a lot of interfaces. So for example, I mean, use UI, you, we really want to change that, but putting all these efforts inside the Claro and saying Claro is not going to be done because we haven't redesigned the whole views UI. It's like, okay, this initiative is never going to end. So that's, that's the key point here. I mean, Claro, uh, probably it's going to be considered uh, finished the moment that we have replaced everything that goes in seven and it works. And from there, several initiatives are going to start from there. And that's a key part because we can have an initiative that it's called admin UI refresh and put everything in there under that umbrella because we're not going to end up. Um, I don't know, in five years. I mean, we'll, we'll always find something new to renew. So that's probably the key point. I think that's a great strategy. Um, I've also learned uh, in the hard way, basically, um, that iterative initiatives and iterative changes work best for score, like introduce something and something new and slowly improve. And some point you're finished. <laughs> Amazingly, um, but yeah, that works way better than 
we have to redo everything first and <laughs> that's how it happens. Exactly. Yeah, because we actually ended up talking about um, creating a new user role with, it, with its own menu and maybe someone, some people were talking about even a dashboard for content authors with predefined blogs. And what about uh, changing the whole layout of, because we are just um, working with a, a layout um, designed some years ago. And what about Build UI? What about um, the, um, the modules page? What about, I don't know, there are so many parts on the I mean UI that will need a, a whole initiative by themselves that I think it's I mean, smart. I, I perfectly know. I mean, even just converting all of those templates from the old engine to check it was a tremendous amount of work and it was basically just mainly copying things and putting it into a new language and it still took for quite a long time so i can't even imagine the effort you, you need to do kind of to to build something new which is stable and cetera. so huge props to that to that initiative yeah and i definitely want to return to the topic of uh the scope of the initiative and 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 because i'm very interested in how you manage to keep things really tight um but first about the design um how did design come to be and what were some of the goals there so um actually the design started almost at the at the beginning and we had it super clear that it had to look different from seven so the first um, time that you get into a page with Claro, you should be able to see the difference with seven. But we couldn't change the main colors and we couldn't go to a dark interface or we couldn't go to a, to start using red because, you know, it's not Drupal's colors or, or green or, or gray. Uh, so we ended up trying to uh, look for more light and vivid colors uh, for, uh, for Claro. And we started to get um, inspiration from, for example, material design and, and a lot of other um, design system uh, that you can find anywhere on, on the internet. Because we actually didn't want to reinvent the wheel with the design either, because what you actually want on an admin interface is something that works. And that people understand. So we didn't want to to go crazy with fancy buttons and and fancy fill sets. Actually, um, we tried to go a little bit crazy at the beginning with uh, with the fields. And the moment that you focused on the field, the the outline was changed the color, and then a line came there, and it was like, no, 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 stop. On the first accessibility review, they said okay, it looks fancy, but people are going to get, not everybody is going to, to get used to it. It's not good for everybody. So let's just go to the basics. And that's where we went. So together with trying to be different from what it was there on a colors perspective, but trying to keep um, use, um, known patterns for everything that's when we ended up trying to look for a lighter interface and a brighter blue 
that it actually started being a super um, neon and bright blue and we ended up making it more a little bit more dark by the time passed, uh, especially to comply with accessibility um, standards and, and so on. But after that, um, most of the, the elements um, just came together. We based a lot of our designs on other designs that are already there that probably have been based on other designs. Uh, so we try to keep um, a focus on um, known patterns and that's most of it. Um, so one quick question, will there be a dark mode supported? <laughs> Maybe that could be another initiative. <laughs> So there are designs for that. Uh, actually, Sasha is super uh, excited about that. And I really think it's a cool and actually I, I think it's a needed um, feature, but it's not, uh, on the, it's not on the MVP. So I would say probably it might start being a country thing first and with the time uh, it might end up... Uh, for being part of core because it's not that we we've been asked uh, for having um, a dark mode a dark mode only people is actually I'm not sure if you've seen that on the IDSQ but there's an idea that was actually asking to remove the colors a module from Drupal core and it triggered um, a discussion about um, people wanting to um, kind of uh, customize the, the colors or the, the interface for each client. And uh, the problem is that giving, uh, the, giving the color module is giving too much um, of control for people that doesn't have enough knowledge. So, it's not that just about the dark mode. It's uh, it's about also Claro. Um, it's about colors. Another uh, feedback that we've had about Claro is that we've adding a lot of space between elements. And there's people that wants to have stuff more compacted, and that's another thing that people will like to customize and also font sizes. So we have like a set of several things that people would like to customize and we have to, we have to decide if some of them needs to go on under the theme uh, personalization or a user personalization side. And it's like a whole discussion. Yeah, maybe it's another. Sure. Yeah, the big problem with color module obviously is accessibility because you can make totally inaccessible things with it. This is. Exactly. One of the things that we did with Claro is trying to make all, all most of the, the, the fonts uh, bigger. And one of the first feedback that we've got is like, okay, that's great, but I want my fonts smaller. And it's like, yeah, but smaller than that, it's not accessible compliant. So you, and you have to end up uh, giving people the, the tools that they need. So it's, I, I think it makes sense to have like an evolution where you can customize some parts of the thing. 
And just to jump into uh, accessibility even further, because I think this is a very interesting topic to a lot of our audience. Um, you know, besides things like font sizes, uh, color contrast, um, all of the things that you know we know are very important for accessibility outcomes. What other considerations or um, concerns did you have about accessibility, and how did you address those during the process? So that's a really good point. We thought that we were doing it right. Uh, we started having, uh, on the design side, we started uh, doing some research, some stuff that we write on the internet, and we thought that we were doing it properly. And until uh, feels a few months of work, we didn't reach to Andrew McPherson, uh, one of the accessibility maintainers. And when he saw the design, it was like, nice, but here's a list of, a huge list of things that you have to change. One of them actually being that field that we were uh, designing super fancy. So we had to uh, change a little bit uh, some things. And the main problem there is that um, we were trying to have uh, someone reviewing designs and it wasn't, they weren't already implemented. So you can't actually use the same tool. So it wasn't easy to give someone some uh, PNGs or PDFs. So it wasn't easy for them, uh, for Andrew or other people to review the accessibility. And the moment that we uh, went, uh, because we, uh, we started developing on GitHub, and the moment that we go back through to Drupal Org and, and having Claro as a, as a country uh, thing to people, to let people, um, to give uh, credit to users that were actually uh, contributing. Um, so the moment that we had that in Drupal Core, a lot of other people came and helped us with accessibility reviews and we realized that we didn't did enough. So before going into beta, we had a bunch of accessibility issues that we had to solve and we still have some things, but if we, I, I would say we've had like four or more rounds uh, of accessibility reviews, which is great. And of course, we still need to work on that. I think that that will be a, a thing that we'll be doing forever to be sure everything works fine. Absolutely. And one of the things I wanted to ask uh, in addition to that is, um, you know, before we get into some of the more innovative and really unique aspects of Claro, um, how did you keep the design scoped? Uh, one of the things that we know, um, you know, working in design and UX is that things have a tendency to get out of control. You mentioned earlier, uh, just a few moments ago, that it was very challenging to deal with a lot of the feedback of people coming in saying, let's do this and this and this and this too. Um, from an operational or logistical or project management standpoint, um, how easy or how hard was it to manage that kind of feedback? And, and what did you do to uh, keep the scope tight? Okay, um, I guess the easier way, just having, not having enough resources to go crazy. <laughs> I think that's a key point that, that actually, <laughs> that's, that's the best way to, actually not having enough people to, to go to do all the work and also having a tight release date because we needed to have Claro uh, for 8.8 .8 because otherwise it was too late to get, to get Claro as a stable for 8.9 or 9. So that was the, the, the main 
point that uh, that we followed. So we ended up uh, creating like a list of components that were needed to be migrated. And uh, we, even though there were some of them that just kept existing with seven styles, they were used, they are uh, usable still now. So we tried to um, define a line and just focus the design on that things and not going crazy with crazy ideas that it's really cool to think about new interfaces and new layouts and new everything but the fir- first thing first and we need to finish the the MVP. I definitely understand that uh, and um, it's wonderful to see that uh, it's uh, available for everyone to use and um, it's I've, I've seen it a lot actually already um, and so that brings us to kind of the more innovative or uh, really cutting edge parts, um, which we've already talked a little bit about, but you know, I wanted to ask, what, is, what does Claro do better and how is it pushing the envelope of um, not only Drupal's front end, but also front end in general? So um, the good part of um, now that we have, well, especially when it goes country, but now that it's in Drupal core, it's also really good is that there are a lot of things that uh, nobody there, nobody wanted to get into changing when we had seven in there because it was just getting into something too difficult and that you were probably changing this and because you were changing this, you had to touch that, that, that and you ended up like with 10 related issues. So I would say, um, I don't know. I, I think I lost a little bit the, the, the question that you were asking, actually. Sure. Yeah, no problem. Um, uh, I guess, you know, what makes Claro unique? Um, are there things that make it really distinctive compared to other admin interfaces or themes? Um, yeah. What are some of the things that really, uh, you know, kind I, of call out to people who are looking at it? <laughs> No, I know why I got lost. So basically, uh, the thing is that um, I was saying that because a lot of things that has, has, Claro has changed is that uh, there were several needs, the UI, uh, that were just relying on old components, like, for example, the field and the, the image widget, for example, with the drag and drop or for example, the, the widget, the, the component for the image and the file widgets for the admin UI weren't even uh, finished for seven. So Claro was able to make that uh, work. And like, for example, the drop down, thanks to Claro. Um, well, not thanks to Claro, but we, we kind of um, came several people uh, wanting to have something similar to a drop-down or something like that for um, similar to chosen or something like that. And the, the discussion started uh, related to accessibility and everything related to that. So it's pushing a lot of um, things that are around on the web already and that Drupal, I mean, the Drupal's admin interface was just getting stacked on the classic components that um, Seven was giving. So I would say um, 
it's a chance to modernize the interface and getting in uh, a lot of common patterns that are around the web that make life easier for for users and I would say uh, also for front-end developers, uh, one of the key things uh, for me as being a front-end developer is the post-CSS change. Uh, we don't work on plain, uh, so we decided not to use a SAS a preprocessor and we go for post-CSS, which let us um, use the, the last uh, fancy stuff on CSS like variables and, and this kind of things. And with post-CSS, we just um, process that and just get regular CSS. And, and that's great because we are just writing on CSS and it will be compatible in the future. So for some of the audience that's a little less familiar with um, post-CSS, because I find post-CSS very interesting as a project and as an approach, um, uh, why did you move over to post-CSS? Uh, what were some of the advantages you gained from going over to post-CSS? So for someone that has been around uh, on the front-end development, we'll know for sure that SAS is giving a lot of stuff that plain CSS was not giving some years ago. So preprocessors like SAS were really useful, but um, with the time, with the new um, things that have been uh, integrated into CSS3 and all, all the new things that are coming to the browsers and new browsers, and we're not going to talk about Internet Explorer, but all the new browsers and so on, um, they get regular updates and they get uh, the new specifications into the browser super fast. So, uh, well, super fast compared to some years ago. So it means that you can have several things on, on the new browsers like variables and, and some stuff like, well, actually, actually makes your life easier as SAS will make, but instead of the need of having a, 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 a preprocessor, a post-processor, what does is you write, um, modern CSS and a post-processor, what it does, it gives you, for example, uh, prefixes for all browsers, it changes variables into the proper codes and, and everything. So uh, it converts the modern CSS that you're writing into something that it's more internet explorer friendly. I love the, the reference to Internet Explorer. Um, still, uh, uh, you know, even though we gave Internet Explorer or, or, or IE6 a funeral, uh, there's still a lot of work around um, making sure that it's a modern browser. Um, yeah, especially if we are working with uh, um, big uh, companies, with governments and so on, you can't just get rid of Internet Explorer. It's still there, either we want it or not, so we need to take care of it. Yeah, absolutely. I I sometimes think of post CSS as um, like a little bridge from the old to the new world. In that, um, there's also in the JavaScript often called a shim, and which allows many of the modern JavaScript um, things with Babel, where you could use a new language 
with your old JavaScript kind of like right now. And uh, also for web components, a lot of the time you had like shims, they could use it even if the browser didn't support it. And that's basically post CSS. For CSS for me, it also does some other things, but that's kind of my, my high level explanation of how I like to think about it. Yes, it's, 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 it's incredibly exciting. And I'm going to be looking to see um, some of the, the, the ways in which, well, I wanted, I'm curious about some of the browser prefixes that y'all have chosen and, and how you're using PostCSS and things of that nature. I'm going to look later on. That's, that's a really interesting world. You have a lot of plugins for PostCSS. You have a lot of ways of dealing it. And it's really challenging to actually um, choose the stack that you prefer. But I really like it. Yeah. Well, um, we've got only a little bit of time left, and it's and you know it's incredible that um, uh, uh, we've talked about um, you know some of the really interesting features of Claro that I find. Um, what are some of the now? Let's talk about some of the gaps. Um, what are some of the improvements that you want to see with uh, you know Claro and and Drupal's admin in general? And um, you know what does the roadmap look like? Uh, let's start with the improvements that you want to see first. Um, probably, I would say. Uh... The one that I have more in mind is um, the layout, the general layouts that we can have on a on an admin uh, page for for any form or whatever. Because who hasn't wanted to create a, a note edit form that and place something on the sidebar on the right? I mean, it's not crazy. It's it's basic need. So I would say um, something like that could be like next steps and, and something that could give me some more um, flexibility uh, depending on the content that you are actually uh, working with because it's not the same as uh, having uh, an edit form with a note with one or two fields as having a note with, I don't know, 40 fields or something like that. And actually, who has to decide that is the site builder, not the, not the Drupal community deciding what a node should look like. So I would say that's one of the most exciting parts and one of the basic things that should come, or the most urgent things, I would say. And also, um, I don't know, something related with changing appearance and of course other small small things is like uh, changing views UI for example um, thinking again on the extend page the modules page but also the permissions page which is crazy there was a, an attempt some years ago of doing so but it was well, it it didn't um, moved forward because it was so much work and I don't know there are a lot of UIs that would ideally become independent initiatives so if anybody uh, would like to do so there's the, the ideas page on drupal.org uh, feel free to go there and check for ideas in there because usually uh, every initiative starts there as an idea. And from there, several people just say, I'm interested in that. Okay, let's go because we are 10 people. Let's go and try to make that something real. So 
I would say probably several of that needs are going to end up being in different initiatives. So if anybody wants to get involved, just keep on doing that. And yeah, I would say that's the first step, just breaking a little bit the new the needs that the, the UI needs. And from there, um, I don't know, let's see how we can make a reality the, the JavaScript side and all these things. Wonderful. And, and we talked about some of the key features of the roadmap, you know, some of the uh, ideas around uh, layout customization and, and, and views UI, obviously, which are definitely not small things as we've, as we've admitted. <laughs> Uh, what is your vision? I mean, you know, uh, I know that this is a community-led effort and there's a lot of people who are involved, a lot of ideas, um, but, you know, you personally uh, must have a vision or, or, or some dream uh, state that you want to end up in. Um, can you, because I, I love to talk about kind of, you know, where people are dreaming and where they want to end up, even though it's not realistic sometimes. Um, what is your kind of dream vision for Claro and, and all of the Drupal admin interface? So probably um, I would separate Claro from the whole admin UI modernization because Claro is more like focused on renewing, renewing what is in there. And now that when we have this theme already working, then we can focus on the rest of the themes or the things that are going to need so for example, if we are able to make Claro stable for the, the next release, um, we can say, hi, let's see, we have Claro done. Now let's just start with the new, the views UI. And the views UI is going to use the Claro uh, components and look and feel. So it means that um, it's going to be just the base, uh, the, the basic thing where that people is going to use. And ideally, just going to be some colors in the future when you go in, into the past. It's just going to be like changing the colors to the UI and the great things that are going to come are going to be good enough to forget about the huge effort, not forget, but to, to see as this huge effort as a basic thing that people build stuff over it because I think Drupal is like the perfect place to, to do a lot of things on, on a UI perspective. And I would really like to see this UI changing like substantially, like uh, not only um, the layout on like saying two columns, three columns or something like that. Also with new JavaScript fancy, fancy things that you can see anywhere on the web, not probably not going that far as Gutenberg with a node edit form because we have other um, problems, well, not problems, uh, other strengths in Drupal, which is moderate, um, mo modulated content, like structured content. You can't have uh, Gutenberg-like uh, UI if you have uh, uh, a node where you have always like five fields. It doesn't make any sense to have a drag and drop there. So probably having several ways of editing content or something like that. So I don't know, just experiencing uh, with new UIs and ways uh, of interacting with content. 
I would, I would really like to see how it ends up being because that's the key because Drupal is going to, you know, it is a content management system. It's not a front-end system or not the whole thing itself. I mean, the, the key part of on something, so. Absolutely, absolutely. Intelligent layout builder. Intelligent layout builder. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's get the layout team to build this. <laughs> so um, we're running out of time here, Christina. But um, just to end with um, uh, uh, you know a call to action, um, people uh, around the community are obviously very interested in um, contributing to the Admin UI initiative and also to Claro. Um, how can people get involved? What would be the way to get started with um, helping out and and making a mark on uh, Drupal's design. So um, there are several channels where, uh, so basically we, all the conversations usually happen uh, on Drupal's Slack channel. Uh, there are different channels, for example, for the design, it's the admin UI design channel. And for the admin, the whole admin initiative, we have the admin UI channel. And there's also the JavaScript channel, which is more focused on the modernization. Well, it's in general for JavaScript related to Drupal, but also uh, some of the conversations about the admin UI uh, refresh happened there a while ago. So I would say these three channels are the main ones to directly speaking with people uh, online. Um, I would say for uh, Drupal.org and getting into uh, work, uh, Claro has its own component where you look for issues on, on Drupal.org for, for the Drupal project itself. Uh, for Drupal core, you can filter by Drupal, by Claro component or Claro theme, I think it's called. And a part of that, feel free to contact any of us, like me, Laudi, or whoever um, is involved in the initiative. There's always a lot of people on the channels. And of course, to any uh, event we are in, just come and say hi. Wonderful. Well, as we have heard today, Claro is really changing the way that the Drupal admin UI looks and feels. Um, I'm very excited to be seeing it a lot more around all of my Drupal sites. And um, we've run out of time, but uh, uh, thank you so much for joining us today for this episode of Tag One Team Talks, the webinar and podcast series on emerging web technologies. By the way, we post all of these Tag Team Talks episode at tagone.com slash tag team talks. All of the links that we talked about today, including the link to the Drupal.org page for the Claro module, including some of the Slack channels that we just mentioned, are going to be posted online with the talk. And of course, if you like this talk, if you're viewing us on YouTube, if you're seeing us on Reddit, if you're looking at us on Hacker News, please remember to upvote, subscribe, and share it with your friends and family, including uh, your garbage man on the street, as well as any of your uh, 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 doorman or doorwoman or people who are <laughs> working with you in your apartment building. Um, please make sure to share this video with them as well. And as always, we love your feedback. We'd love any topic suggestions. Please write to us at tagteamtalks at tagoneconsulting.com. I'd like to thank my friends today, Michael Myers, Fabian Franz, and Christina Tramias for an amazing conversation about uh, the Claro theme. Thank you, and until next time, goodbye.